0: The voice of your St. Louis Blues here on 101 ESPN. Chris Kerber joins Carricker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. He is joining us for, via the uh, Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Curb's always good to talk to you. How was your weekend?
1: It was awesome. How about you guys?
0: Everything was good. Nice and warm. Not quite hockey weather, but we were, we were thinking hockey from Friday afternoon on when the, the Blues acquired Pavel Buchnevich from the Rangers. Uh, what was your initial thought? What do you think?
1: You know what I, I thought it was just another great Doug Armstrong move found uh, found a team that needed to make some adjustments and he upgraded his team with the move and and that's what he's really done ever since one of his very early trades for Matt Dagostini you know when he and he took a took a little a young prospect that hadn't started to make it yet and and got an NHL player what what Doug Armstrong did here is he eliminated uh again another question mark and brought in a little more certainty and in, in other words you were hoping Sammy Blay last year would take some real strides and some steps forward. And at times it looked like he did, he could play in the top six and then other times he'd fall out of favor with the coach and be a healthy scratch. Pablo Bushnevich isn't going to do that. This guy can be a perennial 20 goal scorer, if not bigger, you know, and in checking in with, with Joe Micheletti on him. you know, uh, high end skilled guy, great guy in the locker room works hard, you know, uh, has just been finding a little more consistency lately. And that's been, uh, you know, the key. Well, Doug upgraded that, that that spot. Now, this is a guy that's played on the right wing, so he's got to figure out who eventually is going to play on the left. But again, uh, an upgrade for Doug Armstrong. I, I love the move. Curbs, how do you think this Buchnevich move affects uh, guys like Schwartz and Hoffman? Well, obviously it starts to eat some of the cap. You know, but I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm starting to look around at, at you know who's the free agents and what they are, and honestly, Jaden Schwartz I think is probably one of the best ones out there, you know, to to be honest with you, and uh, so I, um, it it affects it in terms of there's less cap, it doesn't change the fact that the Blues need some left wing help, in, in my opinion, and I still think from a free agent standpoint or another trade, they're going to go out and add another defenseman at some point in time. Um, I, I think Doug would like to have a, a little more. A veteran aspect back there if is you know based on his mo of of how he's built his teams you know but to me there's still a really big hole in the top six on your left wing and that's something that'll have to be addressed and whether it is through one of those two guys or somebody else
0: Curbs, I I thought it interesting this weekend for all of the discussion among Blues fans and on this radio station about Gabriel Landeskog. Butchnevich with 20 goals, 28 assists, a plus 12. Landeskog, 20 goals, 32 assists, a plus 14. Those two guys, Butchnevich and Landeskog, and obviously it's just one year, but in the 21 season,
1: virtually had the same season. Well, yeah, I mean, and that it, statistically, when you start to really compare numbers and dig a little bit deeper, you, you start to see things. And that's why I said, you know, you go look at whether it be a, a, a Taylor Hall, a Ryan Nugent Hopkins, a, a Zach Hyman maybe signed by the Edmonton Oilers and a sign a trade deal, but Nugent Hopkins re-signs. Taylor Hall re-signs with Boston. We don't know what Brandon Saad's going to do, you know. But, but go look at Jaden Schwartz's numbers compared to these other guys. And you're like, whew. You, you might actually have the guy sitting right here. Now, does he need a change of scenery or vice versa? And, you know, Jaden, for example, wants to go and, and get, um, you know, a test-free agency, which is his right. But when you really dig deeper and you get beyond just name value of some of these guys, like you said with Landis Cog, and you look at others, you start to go, wow, you know, some of these numbers aren't all that different. You know, we, we go back to Blake Coleman, you know, for example. You know, Alexander Wenberg, who, who with Florida, Now, now this guy, that had three really horrible years with, uh, at, at center for the Columbus Blue Jackets. This guy goes down to Florida and last year scores 17 goals, right, and becomes an unrestricted free agent this year, and he's only 26 years of age, and last year was only making $2.25 So you start to see some value in some other names, even if the name recognition isn't quite there. Curbs, in his conversations with the media, Doug Armstrong has mentioned a possible Vladimir Tarasenko return. I don't know if that's going to happen. Do you see a scenario in which Vladimir Tarasenko does return to the Blues, or do you think the relationship is so frayed that they have to move on from one another? You, you guys have heard me say this for over a week now uh, when this one. Like, I, I, I've said all along that I, I think he stay. He, there's a good chance he could stay with the St. Louis Blues And because that has to be considered one of the one of the absolute legitimate options for this hockey team. I mean, the the fact of the matter is, is I don't think Doug Armstrong is going to make a trade right and going to move a guy if he's not going to get the value that he feels he should get for it just to move him, whether that be the value in cap space or the value in players one way or the other. That's exactly the way it has to go. And to me, while some people think that because he had a you know a no trade clause and could pick his teams, and he asked for the trade that Vladimir Tarasenko controls, you know kind of can control the room on that front. And I, I look at it the other way. He's under contract to the St. Louis Blues, and if the deal isn't there, he's got an option: show up and play, or don't play. And if he doesn't play, the Blues end up with seven and a half million of cap space, plus they continue to retain his rights. So to me, I think Doug Armstrong kind of set the table where, with his comments. He put the ball back in a court saying, look, I think Vladimir needs to prepare to come to play for the St. Louis Blues, and then if something works out, it works out. But the bottom line, Michelle, when you look at Vladimir Tarasenko is Doug Armstrong said that his representatives told him two days after the season ended. So by the time Jeremy broke the story publicly, Doug had had plenty of time to do some research with teams, didn't he? And, and didn't find the right deal he wanted. So he decides, okay, well, let's give him up for free. And the Seattle Kraken could have had him for absolutely nothing. They could have just taken him and then could have flipped him. And Seattle couldn't find a deal that they want, where they felt that Vince Dunn was more valuable to them as a pick than Vladimir Tarasenko. That tells you where he's viewed right now until I think he gets going again, playing again, and shows that he's completely healthy and really a value to the team.
0: Curbs, you mentioned a defenseman. And right now the Blues on the right side are looking at Pareko, Falk, and – uh, Robert Bortuzzo on the left side, Krug, Scandella, who was, I think by all accounts, a disappointment last year, Mikola and Wallman with Perunovic on the way. What would you like to see the Blues get to upgrade defensively?
1: You know what? I, I Doug Armstrong likes his veteran demon. And so to me, somebody like an Alex Martinez is somebody that kind of fits the bill. At 33 years of age, he had a cap at of $4 million last year. Alec Martinez, who has the Stanley Cup pedigree of having won two cups, you know, and then gone on, you know, some runs with the Vegas Golden Knights after being dealt, you know, I just to to me that's the kind of player that you could bring in, and he still picked up what thirty three points or something like that last year. So to me, there's a veteran aspect. I because you have, you know, because you have uh, guys like Krug and Falk under contract, and you know that Pareko's contract's coming up. I don't see the Blues being a player for a Dougie Hamilton kind of thing. But whether it be whether you can get in for a good price on a Tyson Berry or, or a Brandon Montour, who you know just kind of more of a of a heavy physical defenseman at 27 years of age and a cap hit last year under four million, somebody like that to play that Carl Gunnarsson role that the Blues had for a good number of years with with uh, with Boom Boom there. That to me, that's the type of player that you're probably looking for. And.
0: Obviously, with the departure of Dunn, that'll give some of the younger guys an opportunity. And Wallman got that opportunity last year. I think we kind of have a tendency to forget about him because he's not a big name, but he's a guy that, by all accounts, the Blues like and has a chance to ascend as
1: well. Well, and you know, and sometimes when when, when you look at a guy, you wonder why he doesn't speed up the, the development a little bit. But I like I like to go back to the example of Bryce Salvador in the early two thousands and a guy that spent a solid four years in the minors and then came in and then look at the career that he had in the National Hockey League, right? And Jake Wallman may end up being that. When, when Vince Dunn couldn't play or didn't play and, and they decided to put Jake Wallman in, they started giving him some opportunities and he started to look really comfortable with that opportunity. He, to me, is one of the few guys, uh, other than really uh, Jordan Kyrou, from a young youth standpoint, that when given the opportunity, took full advantage of it. That's actually not fair. I think Nico Mikola did too. So I'd say Mikola, Wallman, and Kyru were your three young guys that took advantage of of opportunity last year and uh, and made a difference. And you know that's where Randy, when when Doug's going out and looking for a free agent, whether it be on defense or for, or forward, right? He, he's going to compare some guys. Like like do you go after on a forward standpoint of Matthias Janmark at twenty eight years of age, right? and had a low cap hit last year? Or do you say, I'd rather see the value of a Clint Costin grow into that role, possibly? And he's got to do the same thing on the defense here. He's got Tarunovich. He's got Wallman. It's just, is he comfortable with that depth, and is it experienced enough for him to be where he wants to be? And and Doug's MO is to have that other veteran D-man around. We'll see if he uh, fulfills it.
0: Finally, Curbs, I know you talk to Gary Bettman a couple of times a week, and we really do appreciate that. Uh, Michelle and I have talked about a Vegas trip for several years now. The Blues only make one trip to Vegas, and it's in the first trip of the season, the third game of the year, and they don't go back to Vegas. What's going on here?
1: You know, the schedule, when you break down and look at the schedule, because now you've got Arizona coming into this division and you've got Seattle going into the other division, it's not as clean as where you just, you know, every team comes here twice one year and you go there once and vice versa. There's a little bit of mix in that Pacific division. So to me, you know, in those biweekly or or twice-a-week conversations I have with the commissioner because he is consulting with me, right? Um, The one I haven't been able to figure out, to be honest with you, like the Vegas one is Vegas. You want to go to Vegas, just jump on the. You can go and have a great time on a Wednesday night or a Friday night in Vegas, right? For me, the one is weekend games against the Nashville predators, right? That is like cards, Cubs, the way those rivalries have started up, but weekend games against Chicago weekend games against Nashville. If you're going to have a rivalry based division based playoff and, and heavy schedule, then those things matter. They should take the precedence on weekend dates. So fans can travel and make it easy. So to me, I'll give up the Wednesday night in, in Vegas, but I'd like to see them throw some Saturday nights on uh, on the schedule against uh, against Nashville.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. All right, you, you've eased my mind a little bit.
1: I still want the weekend in Vegas, Curbs. So <laughs> hey, tell it Gary well Bettman. Uh, went, went well when the two of us talk later today. I'll tell them you both said hello. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Curbs, you're the best. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Have an awesome week. Thank You too. That is the Voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN. Chris Kerber. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate Plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover. We'll help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from ten popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.